Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. that riff that is yeah that is is that your original that's original right yeah yeah that's the one you like i've been trying to play that one on this show i think i like it yeah it's uh this kind of encompasses that kind of funky metal i like yeah Yeah, are you gonna gonna do lyrics with it um i was working on doing like kind of a spoken word thing just kind of maybe some one-liners and stuff on that all right that's cool I did a I did a spoken word with you on my yeah. last album. That oh. was fun. Called uh, I forget it was a COVID comedy. COVID comedy. COVID yeah. comedy. <laughs> the Jester's Head or something. I forget. <laughs> You're wearing a mask. COVID comedy. Don't yeah. cough on me. <laughs> I need the money. That was some weird, funny stuff. That's a. It's a crazy that that was two years ago. Two we years, damn, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I guess so. Maybe a year and a half. But a year into twenty twenty. Yeah, year and a half. And um, yeah, we didn't think there was going to be any live shows. You know, I didn't think yeah. there was going to be any comedy or music or anything like that. But uh, I feel like it's kind of came back. It's, it's like, coming you know, back. I mean, yeah. you know, it's been hard for me to get back. It's it's more competitive. <laughs> That's so. because you're a gentle dick. Uh, you got to work <laughs> on the dick side. That's what I'm working on. I'm working yeah. on being, you know, no, it's, it's coming back in general. I think it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's been better. Yeah. Man, have you been, I've been to a concert. I mean, that's, you know, that's, going to a concert this, uh, this Saturday. Yeah. I think that's when you feel it's back. Of course we were wearing a mask the entire time. And that was about four months, maybe three months ago. Uh, we saw the struts and I felt like it was like, we were not, everybody's wearing masks, but we yeah. felt like it was, you know, that was when everybody was still kind of COVID if you will. Yeah. So we, um, but yeah, I feel like it was, um, it's time get back everybody. If you, uh, you've had COVID twice. So twice, like, you know, I got nothing to lose at this point. I'm going to concerts. I'm going to do whatever. Yeah. It's like your Sneezing second album. Just yeah. COVID twice. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're alive. You didn't die. No. Yeah. No, no, no. You're not that old yet. You know, two more years, you would have you would have been dead. You know? I know, I'm you, right on the brink. Of, I'm, I'm I'm the cutoff. It's like the last <laughs> couple of years where I'm still considered young by doctors. <laughs> doctors, hilarious. Yeah, they haven't checked my butt yet. I'm still young. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what's going on back there? Because that's no, what it is. Yeah, what's it, yeah. when they start checking your butt, you're you're over the hill. Yeah, it's like when you just you can go life without checking your butt. You're like, <laughs> hey, you know, life's that's okay. I'm still young. I'm hip. But once I don't you need get, to know what's happening back yeah, there. You wake up and you're like, oh, that felt great. Then, you know, you got a problem. Uh, welcome, everybody. Dustin's Vinyl. Very excited to be here. Uh, I'm going to bring in my other Riff Raff. Uh, very funny, ridiculous people that we have here on Dustin's Vinyl. Uh, we have a co-host. Give him a little, give him a little music. Uh, we have Jeffrey Hall and Adam Holtz, everybody. That. I think that should yeah, be our yeah. theme song. Ooh, vibe, yeah. huh? <laughs> maybe do some lyrics like Dustin's vinyl. Maybe write a song and then a theme you know. song. Oh, yeah, yeah I'll try to song. see if I can write yeah. write some lyrics for that. Yeah. Dustin Snippy. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Talk about vinyl. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Don't interrupt. Dustin's <laughs> lineup. Yeah. Pat Benatar. Yeah. You know, something like that. I'm just throwing it yeah, out yeah. there. If you want to work I, with that, you can. You know, it's a very Wayne's world. I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna take the recording of what you just did and just gonna sample it on top. <laughs> I could do I could do a whole one if you want. I can I can actually take it serious, you know. I'm an artist. Uh, good to see everybody. Uh, this is fun. It's it's still March, which is uh, we decided to cover uh, women in uh, music uh, because of uh, Women's History Month, and also we like to uh, uh, show the heritage of the Irish because March is a big Irish month, I guess, because of St. Patrick's Day. Uh, we'll start with the Irish. Uh, this, you know, I wasn't uh, aware that, uh, let's see, Mr. Iggy, Iggy Pop is uh, of American Irish descent. His, ah. uh, his real name is James Newell Osterberg, which does not sound Irish. Apparently, uh, on his father's side, um, is Irish, and I guess he was adopted by Swedish parents, That hence the name uh osterberg but man that just wouldn't be the same if it was uh james newell osterberg and the stooges that would not have worked (laughs) would not quite have been the same sound that i think we have today um i love iggy pop Uh, i've seen iggy pop live a couple times uh i've talked about this uh i feel like i've saw the craziest lineup in rock and roll history is when i saw iggy pop is when it was in one one show in excess guns and roses Iggy Pop, uh, the Smithereens, and Ziggy Marley, oh, all in one bill. Wow! And uh, it was quite the in Dallas, Texas. I've never seen anything quite that eclectic in a comedy show, you know. And this was great. Iggy Pop was amazing. He opened up for Guns N' Roses, which I was kind of on the fence about that. But yeah. at that time, I don't think anybody could have followed Guns N' Roses, but they did. But NXS actually headlined that show because they were bigger at the time. They were just all the kick was just you know wow. skyrocketing on the hits. So. Um, yeah, this is a cool album, uh, Lust for Life, which is probably one of my favorite uh, Iggy Pop songs of all time. It's just, you know, you put that song on, you know, it was funny, like Anthony has a new song talking about selling out. And I think, um, you know, you think of, you, you don't certain times you think there's no way certain artists are going to like give their music to cheesy commercials and things. You know what I mean? You think, you know, especially some like Iggy Pop, who's like, you know, godfather of, you know, punk and, and this movement. And then I saw Carnival Crew was playing lust for life <laughs> I, was like, I was like come on Iggy, you can do you don't need the money like, you know it's like i mean i don't know i mean tnt i see in a car commercial once they, you know but it's a car but like carnival cruises they got little kids going down the slide it was like dude you did heroin in the cbgb's bathroom you know what i mean like just, you, know, you take your shirt off and cut yourself and like you know it's like i don't know it was really funny to me but it's still a great song I still love that great song. song. I, I feel like the first time I heard that song was in a commercial when I was a kid. No, I think it was Lust for, was, no, that was Lust for Life in Train Spotting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's not yeah, a commercial. That was, that's a badass yeah. movie. Yeah, that, that was, was, and that was pretty yeah. prominent in that. that yeah, that's perfect. when you heard it, Anthony. There's no way it was because I think Carnival Cruises was a couple of years ago. So. Yeah. Okay. But, probably, uh, yeah, you heard it in in Train Spotting. I probably heard, heard it in Train Spotting. That, that was cool. It was a cool movie. As long as it's connected yeah. to something cool, then you know I'm into it. And you know, little Great kids, movie. you know, babies dying. That's perfect. You know what I mean? Like that's you know, <laughs> babies crawling on the ceiling. Seal. You know, like yeah, that's you know that that goes perfect with Iggy Pop. Not Carnival Cruises. Um, <laughs> all you can eat. Now, shut up, dude. Really, is that your lust for life? That you can just keep hitting the uh, buffet. <laughs> uh, this is a cool album. This is probably, I think, one of the best, uh, top to bottom. Probably just uh, Iggy Pop by himself. You know, obviously Iggy and the Stooges is a, kind of more collaborative work, which is probably a better sound, if you will. But I feel Iggy Pop, but it can do anything by himself with his own band or new bands. Whatever he ends up doing is always a lot of fun. A really cool actor too. I don't know if you've seen him in some. Of his Jim Jarmusch roles oh, and yeah. things like that. Just Co- a cool, coffee and weird cigarettes. Uh, yeah. He did that. Uh, did you ever see that Johnny Hi, Depp baby. Western, where it was? Uh, oh, uh, Dead Man. Dead, Dead Man. Yeah, and he's got he's got a bonnet on the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. He was in a yeah. John Waters movie. Oh, was he? I'm sure. Yeah, he was, he was yeah. in Crybaby, and he was, that's why I think oh, he was in Crybaby. Okay. Oh, and he was yeah. really weird in it, but great. Yeah, he's great. I'm sure Johnny Depp loves him. So Johnny Depp loves rock and roll and stuff. So that's that makes sense that he was in another Johnny Depp I movie. Even put that together, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this is good. Uh, here's the uh, side A. We got Lust for Life, sixteen, somewhere. The Passenger tonight. Side B. We got Success, Turn Blue, Neighborhood Threat, and Fall in Love with Me. 
Uh, on this, we have drums, hunt sales, bass, Tony sales, and guitar. Uh, do you know who those guys are? Tell, no. tell us, Jeff. That's who what you're they? here for. They are the sons <laughs> of comic genius uh, Soupy Sales. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. And they played, they were the uh, rhythm section for David Bowie's Tin Machine. Oh, wow. Oh, Very I cool. At all. I got the Bowie wow. shirt today. Oh, see? That's nice. You should get that shirt, Anthony. <laughs> I like David Bowie. I just we don't like listen to that it's just, You know, it's there's there's just uh, there's some B sides that you can avoid. But uh, yeah. um, <laughs> anyway, it's a great album. I like I like I always like looking at who the band is. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna let me finish out. Um, so guitars, I'm gonna start doing this now. Read all the, the music on the yeah. back. Uh, so guitars, we have uh, Carlos Olimar, Ricky uh, Gardliner. Oh, you ready for this? You ready for this? Piano, David Bowie. Oh, shit. Sure. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's great. I didn't know Bowie played on that, huh? Yeah, and uh, I guess it was recorded by David Bowie. Wow. Yeah. So I guess he's, did he uh, write any songs with him? Uh, Co-writing? Uh, yes. Uh, Lust for Life. Lust for Life. What? Uh, music <laughs> by David Bowie. Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. I had and, no idea. Uh, yeah. That's the, the, who knew? You know, you read it. Some Weird Sin. Also David Bowie. Uh, wow. Yeah. Tonight, David Bowie. Uh, yeah. Quite a few songs on here. So yeah. Um, Neighborhood Threat, David Bowie. Yeah, wow. half the songs on here, so that's good. Yeah, you know, see, you read the back of a, a record and you learn stuff, and then you got Jeff over there. Jeff knows the rest. Knows everything. Yeah, Jeff. If what's not here, Jeff knows. That's why. He's I saw. I saw uh, Iggy Pop open for Jane's Addiction. Oh, that's I, a good one. Yeah. Do you remember when um, in New York City on Forty Second Street by the Intrepid they used to do concerts? Mm-hmm. Hey, that was like one of like the first like gigs I, I uh, got. And that was that was what got me into like actually going on tour with bands. You gotta, uh, tell, the, you gotta tell the people a gig. Like what's what was your gig? So my gig there, I mean, we did again, we did everything. We were working production. So I mean production entailed everything from pat downs of people coming into the venue to you know um to anything that had to be done like in the venue. See, there are certain gigs that are union. There are certain uh, jobs that are with, you know, with the tour staff. And then we were local. Okay. This was like the first four right into it. So we were basically doing uh, backstage uh, where the, the, where the trucks were, because there's always trucks. Um, and we, and we really worked for Ron Delsner, who was the biggest concert promoter in New York city at the time. And we, we did the whole run, you know, every show, uh, at the pier and be from that to... we you know we you know the organization grew when we wound up everyone wound up getting different jobs and going on tour with these bands and it just blew up you know with uh what's his name uh who was the guy that died with uh stevie ray vaughn bill graham bill graham okay. bill graham he's the one who really helped so did you kind of started out security and then kind of moved your way into other areas exactly okay gotcha oh, yeah like one okay. of the guys yeah. i i uh was with he wound up uh, and still does build the stages at, for concerts in Central Park. Uh, another guy is Springsteen's uh, permanent road manager. And another guy is Shania Twain's road oh, wow. manager. That's so, great. Yeah, they're, yeah, that's still, like, they're still doing it. It's like paying your dues in comedy. You start out, you're like doing bringer shows, and then you start <laughs> out doing pat downs. And then, you, <laughs> <laughs> and then you get to stage production and you're hanging out with Bruce Springsteen and all that. I get it. Like, that's great. That's, you know, that's like paying dues. I love it. Um, and uh, this, I usually don't do a lot of best of albums. It's the only one that I had of uh, Blondie. Uh, Debbie Ooh, Harry's, oh, that's uh, a good one. That's a good one yeah. This is a album. great best of, you know, and I'm a big fan of best of albums and a lot of uh, vinyl pedophile, pedophiles, uh, audio files. <laughs> 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 a lot of pedophiles <laughs> love greatest hits. And, uh, they wish they could get a job as, a, as the pat down guy, you know what I mean? Um, but uh, this is a perfect best of album. Um, Blondie, uh, yeah, little things I wrote here. Uh, Deborah Ann Harry, uh, she's a lead singer, and uh, she's uh, she was also like a Playboy bunny, like a, a 
like she worked at the club, the Playboy Bunny Club, which I thought was interesting. Which is a dancer and uh, secretary and all this stuff. And then she ended up uh, CBGBs and all this stuff. And all these things started happening. And uh, they created this amazing band, uh, Blondie. And this album has great stuff on it: Heart of Glass, Dreamin', Tides High, In the Flesh, Sunday Girl, Hanging on the Telephone. Love that song, Rapture. Uh, one way or another, that's a great that's one. That's a great one. I'm always touched by your presence, dear. Call me, call me. I mean, the first oh, time yeah, I heard that me. song was in a movie it was a movie called american gigolo with richard gear and i remember that was like one of the big songs in that movie and uh it was actually the theme of the movie i think the theme song like the opening it was and when he's yeah. riding the motorcycle yeah so cool i like that movie i was like that movie's <laughs> i remember being a kid i was probably you know i don't know maybe 12 13 and i remember going oh really women can pay you for sex i was like that's cool that's <laughs> <laughs> well, not so bad you know what i mean like this you know yeah. I got to get older quick. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> uh, now they just pay me for dirty jokes. Okay. Um, so Atomic and then Ripper to Shreds, which is cool. Is that the rap one? Which Rapture is the rap. Rapture is the rap. Makes sense. Atomic rap, is Rapture. a great song. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. That's so one train spotting. Also. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, when they're that's, in the dance club. That's a great soundtrack, by the way. Maybe oh, we'll, absolutely. Yeah. We'll do it. We'll do a soundtracks to uh, thing because I feel like there's so many cool soundtracks to cover. We did it once. I think we should do it again. Um, I don't even think Anthony was here when we did. Soundtracks. I don't think so. No. Yeah. We'll do it again, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cool. So Blondie, Iggy Pop, uh, American uh, Heritage, Irish Month, whatever, everybody. And uh, obviously female history music females make a huge impact on music so get you some irish music and definitely get you some female driven music uh so uh before i get into my pick we're gonna go with jeffrey paul and what yeah. do you got all right so i got a, like a local band and this this band always made me think of st patrick's day because they used to play around the city at uh patty riley's uh on the east side and the band is uh, Black 47 and the album is Fire of Freedom. And, you know, I've always liked this band, but I think this is like their pinnacle album. It, 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 it's great. Uh, came out in March of uh, 93, uh, produced by Rick Ocasek uh, from oh, wow. The Cause. Very cool. uh, wow. Yeah, they had, they had uh, come out earlier and uh, the Pogues really kind of started them out and took them under their wing and kind of brought in Rick Ocasek to produce uh, a single. And the single that just like really brought them to the attention of everybody was Funky Sealy, uh, which was huge. It started out being played on alternative radio <laughs> and then got big rotation play on MTV. Um, and, but they, when they, even when they were huge, you know, like, you know, for that, for them, they still wound up playing like all like these Irish bars throughout uh, Manhattan. So you can go in any night. Like I remember I would go in like on a Wednesday night and you catch this band, you know, you see Larry Kerwin at the bar and like, you, he just looked like a, he looked like a doctor, you know, he, you know, little, little Irish guy with glasses, curly hair, and they would just go up and uh, start singing these songs. And I, I don't know if you guys listen to him, but I mean, his voice is kind of sometimes a little controversial. You know, you can kind of almost say, you know, the way Bob Dylan or even Springsteen is in a quiet taste. I think you could say the same thing about Larry Kerwin's voice as well. But I think their songs, especially on this album, are great. They tell a story uh, in a very Celtic Irish way with a jig style to like almost uh, most of these songs um, starts out with kind of like, you know, a, it's a two parter because it opens the album and closes the album living in America. And it's, it's two different versions of the song. Um, uh, I think a song like Maria's wedding, where it just like bangs into it with, with the horns and just, I think the instrument that really stands out on this album is the sax uh, Jeffrey Blythe is the uh, sax player on songs like Banks on the Huston and Maria's Wedding are both fantastic, fantastic songs. Uh, mostly songs about just uh, being an, an Irish immigrant in New York City um, and just kind of like trying to navigate, you know, just adjusting to America. So, uh, hence a song like Living in America, you know, about relationships. Um, also, very cool instrumentation with flutes and, you know, um, rousing drums. Uh, another song that I always, always like, I hadn't listened to this in a long time when, uh, until when you suggested to do um, 
an Irish album, you know, this was one of the first thing that came to my mind, either this or U2 or The Alarm. Um, but going back and listening to a song like James Conley, which was to me like a very angry song. Uh, it tells a story about um, the leader of the Easter uprising in uh, 1916. Um, and I'm a big history guy anyway. So I, I kind of like, I, I like all like the little things they throw in here, like even the name of the band, Black 47. Uh, and when you kind of like look at it, it's because that was the year of the Irish potato famine. Um, which really kind of leads to a lot of the hostility between the Irish and the English, because the English had colonized Ireland at the time. They didn't feel they did enough to kind of like uh, help them divert this uh, this famine. You know, a million and a half Irish died, and a lot that's what led to a lot of immigration to the United States over here. So it continued the hostility, and this is this song's about it. And there's a political rant in the song. And there's there's a couple of songs where you'll see that. But James Conley really stood out. Um, another song that like. I love that just tells a story is rock, rocking in the Bronx, uh, bagpipes to start the song. Uh, a lot of fun. And uh, Banks on the Hus Hudson, uh, like I had previously said, to me was standouts. But I think this is a really fun album. I love the music. I love I love the tempo of, of the songs on it. Um, but if you guys took exception with the voice, I would get that. <laughs> With the voice. With voice. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's it. Wow. That's as short as you've ever been. Uh, <laughs> I could tell it wasn't well, Pat no, Benatar. Well, 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 yeah. well, we we got to get to the next album after it this. It wasn't John yeah. Cougar, I'll tell you. Right. Um, <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm really curious from, to hear what you guys have to say about this. Yeah, I uh, I hadn't heard of the band. I've heard the name somewhere. I felt like it's a very cool name. Um, mm -hmm. I uh, I like. I didn't you know put the connection together with the potato famine. It's interesting. My uh, tribe, the Choctaw Nation in Oklahoma, they actually raised funds and helped the Irish during the famine. Like that was a big thing. They would sent wow. stuff over and things like that. Probably like blankets they didn't want to use. You know what I mean? But, uh, <laughs> Smallpox. Yeah, this is a cool album. I I definitely had a crazy week, so I didn't get to listen to it more than once. Um, I listened to it in the car and stuff. It was good. It was, uh, you know, it's kind of it. You know, I feel like a lot of Irish music, um, you know, gets a little preachy. You know, gets a little kind of you know in that realm of you know kind of talking about you know all the devastation and things and tragedies and you know that kind of come you know so I felt like it's a lot of that kind of stuff but I thought it had a groovy sound I liked it I thought it was uh, I loved anything with bagpipes and things I you know, think it's different kind of music that you're you know you're 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 blending kind of sounds which I like about this band and then uh, yeah it's uh, it was good I definitely want to give it more of a listen I feel like it's kind of one of those bands um, that I need to probably put it on next week. Yeah. Would you say put it on next week? Yeah. Like St. Patrick's Day. Next oh, Thursday. Oh, right. Yeah. I'll do it. I'll do an Irish day. I will. I'll do uh, everything but Joshua Tree. And I even do the cranberries over uh, Joshua Tree. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was cool. Uh, Anthony, what did you think about it? Um, so I. Actually, my favorite thing about the album was the sound of the guy's voice. So I, that's why wow. that, that uh, Jeff, you were worried that uh, I yeah. And there's some cool stuff. Uh, was it Maria's wedding? Maria's wedding. Yeah, yeah. That that song was pretty cool. The New York, New York one zero 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 nine or whatever. That like code. Yeah, yeah. That that stuff is pretty. You know, pretty minimal uh, Celtic sound. But like anything that had the anything that sounded like it was coming out of an Irish pub, I was like, oh, come <laughs> on, give me a break. <laughs> I just there's so much of it that even the like weird um, kind of uh, reggae song, like, you know, so, that was some kind stuff, of fun. Yeah, yeah that was fun. Uh, stuff like that kind of reminded me of The Clash or something. And um, the sound of the guy's voice. I mean, sometimes it was kind of like The Clash and sometimes it was like. He sounded like Robert Smith or something from the, from the Cure. Oh yes, um, yes. 
or um yeah just i i like that but i i was not super into the you know just it, it's too irish at times for me you're so uh, racist against the Irish. <laughs> I just don't like that sound. I don't know what it is. It's, it's interesting that you said the clash because I felt like, um, you know, uh, the big audio dynamite, which is a departure oh, yeah. from the clash. I feel it had some reggae tones to it. So I feel yeah. that absolutely was, that was oh definitely what was happening. Yeah. There. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, you know, I, it's, it's interesting where it's just like you have a thing against kind of a certain too much of this particular kind of, you know, Celtic sound or whatever. Yeah. It's like, I uh, just don't, you know, it's like with the country stuff when yeah. it's like too honky tonk. I'm yeah. like, this I think you just play like too about. many like shitty Irish pub bar gigs. That's what I think. <laughs> yes. I, I was doing a lot of gigs like that at one point. Yeah. <laughs> you said too many guys drunk on Guinness just heckling yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Just sing want you along to play to, Irish sing-alongs, yeah. and you're like, "I'm not doing it. I'm doing tears for divorce." And you're <laughs> flipping out, and just... <laughs> but yeah, I de- definitely it's probably coming into play. But I, you know, I liked it more than I thought that I would, considering how heavily th- that sound is 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 featured on the. Yeah, album. see, I don't have that. That that, that I, it's interesting that you have that thing. Like, I don't have a. Like too much, you know what I mean? Like it's, I don't know. There's not really a, a sound that like drives me crazy. I feel like every, every genre of music, there's somebody that, you know, I'll enjoy that's doing that music, but I guess maybe Irish is yours. I don't know. And I don't even know but, why uh, I have no reason. There's something about it. I hear it. If you spend a long enough time in New York City, if you've ever been in New York City on St. Patrick's Day, those are always the worst comedy shows. Yes. Like I would rather do New Year's Eve, Halloween, any of those over St. Patrick's Day. Cause that's not- Notorious for being yeah. just horrible, just the worst. So, yeah, and New Year's I, is pretty bad too, but, yeah. <laughs> but not as bad as St. Patrick's Day. Oh, this is great. Yeah, I'll take New Year's Day. unless you're I mean, doing... you get paid well, but the crowds yeah. are not there to you know they're, yeah. they're not there for our art. <laughs> My last New Year's Eve show uh, in New York was at a diner in Staten Island. Ooh, maybe and, you're doing uh, that, and it was horrible. Which and I diner? Got tr- I got in trouble because I just shit on it on Facebook because <laughs> I'm a dick, and so <laughs> and the guy because during the show, the owner of the of the diner or whatever, he grabbed the microphone. I was 40 minutes in trying to close it out and he grabbed the microphone and just no. started kind of doing crowd work and i, I oh, was just no. sitting on the stool i was like what are you fu-? you know and just you like, on stage yeah he just grabbed it it was like hey everybody you know it wasn't even close to new year's it wasn't oh, like it was no. like 11 58 or something like it was just like it was like 10 40 and he uh, <laughs> just he was drunk and he and he heckled the whole show he was just oof. like you know so I, you well know. what was the name of the diner I don't remember. I, I, I know the diner. I'm sure Jeff knows. Oh, yeah. I know, I know exactly Those guys are mafia ties, so let's don't yeah. let's don't <laughs> shout them no, out. Mafia ties, yeah. <laughs> they act my, like my, they are. My mom yeah, yeah. pretty much worked yeah, at every diner in Staten Island. So you know, everybody acts like they're mafia in Staten Island. Yeah. They they're either with Wu Tang Clan or the Mafia. Like that's the two <laughs> that everybody's with. Uh, what about you, Adam? What'd you think about this? I know you like Irish stuff. You yeah, got a grandpa uh, somewhere. You know, uh, uh, I was I was mixed on this album. I uh, I remember Black Forty Seven. They were um, especially in the '90s. I don't think I've listened to them since the '90s. Um, but I thought uh, I thought the album was a bit all over the place in terms of style. It kind of reminded me of another album we covered uh, in Living Colors. Vivid. No, uh, Living Colors. Vivid. <laughs> uh, Living Colors Vivid. Just because of it, there was just so many different styles that are happening in there. I know. Uh, yeah. Like Anthony said, there is a Clash vibe going on. I think there's also very much a Springsteen vibe going on with stuff Here, like Maria's we Wedding just sounds exactly like Rosalita to me. <laughs> and um, But without the voice, which is probably why I didn't hate it. Right. Without the Springsteen voice. <laughs> I mean, or it sounded like such a similar similar song lyrically, but, uh, um, but the... The song that really bugged me on this was Rock in the Bronx. I just thought it was so cringy. Mm. It, uh, really? It's a great song. Uh, it reminded me of Glamour Boys. It was. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It was a song that took down Living Color, by the way. Right. All <laughs> uh, oh, right. But, I forgot. I Yeah, I know that song. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of those songs that I, I you know, especially I, I guess because they put it so early in the album. Uh, I. I don't know. The album got stronger after that. I really liked Fanatic Heart. That was the uh, the song that I thought also sounded like uh, Robert Smith a bit. Um, there was a, a Fire of Freedom, the reggae song, which reminded me a little bit of uh, UB40. 
Um, <laughs> yes, I love UB40. UB, they did Red Red Wine? Yep. Yeah, they, they did. <laughs> it's a fun band. Back it up. Back that's it up, great, son. I like that song. Right. I don't know their other stuff. But right. They don't have other stuff. That's the only song. <laughs> Just a single a great song. cover. <laughs> Which one? What they do? Suspicious? I no, think they that did. was Finding Your Cannibals. Uh, I think they, no, no, it wasn't Suspicious. They had another, uh, um, oh my God. It'll come to me. Go ahead, Adam. Jeff, I'm sorry. Jeff Stump. Wow. wow. That's a, it's never been done. It's never been done. That's what Adam's for. He's the quick right. fact checker. <laughs> um, anyway, the, uh, uh, keep going. Yeah, I was just going to say the, uh, I think Can't my favorite. Fall in love. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah um, okay. <laughs> but I, I think I think my favorite songs on here are the more New York-centric uh, Banks on the Hudson and Sleep Tight in New York City. Great song. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I was I was mixed on it. I thought it's there. There's some gems in there. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to go back and listen to the album again. But there there were some songs I really liked. Yeah, I think it's it's just always good to listen to something that you would never listen to. I think it's it's important, yeah. you know, as a pedophile autophile. I think you have to <laughs> <laughs> you have to, you know, you'd have to listen to it. you don't always have to like it. I mean that's that's why Anthony's on the show. But you know, you, it's you know you, that's not that's not always important, you know. And then I feel like, you know, it's like a good to I don't know, it just it's good for the brain, I think, to just listen to stuff you never heard yeah. before. And I love it when I you know once again I love it when there's a band I don't know. Cause you because you all we all feel like we know it all with music and then you're like, oh I guess I don't I mean, let's listen yeah. to this band because we know so much, but then there's so much you miss. Um, so yeah, so I thought it was really cool. All right, so I'm going to go to my thing. This is going to be a mess because I picked probably the most complicated, most drama-esque <laughs> freaking album I could ever possibly pick. I mean, this this album is, uh, you know, I know Jeff has his feelings about Fleetwood Mac, but um, let's see. I own the album. I'm not a huge Fleetwood Mac fan, but I do love this album. I think this is kind of one of those. This is Fleetwood Mac Rumors, which... Uh, when it came out, it was a hit. It kind of took a resurgence and came back up again in the past couple of years. Um, this is Fleetwood Mac. They've had so many members in this band and so much drama in this band. And uh, the British American rock band formed in London. And uh, some of the people in the band, vocalist Peter Green, slide guitarist Jer Jeremy Spencer, uh, obviously uh, uh, Mick Fleetwood. Uh, let's see, Buckingham, so many people. The original, oh, this lineup, yes, you, 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 throw, you throw out names because I'm going to be all over the place with this. This was so much information. So uh, the rumors lineup for this particular album, Mick Fleetwood, uh, Christine McVeigh, John McVeigh, Stevie Nicks, and Lindsey Buckingham. And uh, this, you know, this is one of those albums that uh, some might say it's the greatest, uh, one of the greatest rock albums, top 10, whatever. Some might say it's period rock is what my girlfriend calls it. So period <laughs> rock. I think it's more mom rock, you know, kind of like that other lady that, that, mm. that Jeff likes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not even likes. <laughs> Uh, so this is uh, one, some might say, one of the greatest breakup albums of all time. There was a lot of drama going on within the band. Uh, it's like, here's part of it. Uh, so Stevie Nicks, she just split up with her long lover musical partner, Lindsay Buckingham. They were together. And then Chris, uh, Christine V was divorcing her husband, the bassist, uh, John McVeigh. And then uh, Mick, Fleet, Mick Fleetwood's extra band marriages on the rocks. And then he started having an affair with Stevie Nicks. And so this was a big tabloid situation. You know, this was kind of one of those things we're having. This is, I believe, the third album, uh, fourth album that they'd done three albums already. And so there was a lot going on with with all this kind of drama. And oh, by the way, a lot of cocaine. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> <laughs> between kind of all this like extramarital craziness is whatever. And so, you know, and that's got to be a weird situation where it's like, you know, a lot of bands, I feel fall short when it comes to like the, the problems in the band, like a, like a band like Oasis, the brothers hate each other, whatever. And they don't always put it into the music. You know, a lot of times it's like they just fuck it. We're out, you know, and this 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 band was like there were times they really hated each other because um, Lindsey Buckingham was, uh, you know, was splitting with Stevie Nicks and they were having problems or whatever. And then but they found a way to put this into the art and they found a way to, you know, put the pain into the music. And, you know, so this album is full of kind of just betrayal and like you know it's funny the, the first song you know uh let's see, let's see. 
All right. Also, I had it here. One second. Okay, so I'm a little lost. I don't want to know. I do want to know. Um, the famous one. Hold on. Um, rumors. Don't stop. Your own way. What is it? Go your own way. Go your own way. Sorry, guys. Sorry, I'm a little off. All right. So go your own way was like the big one. You know, you can go your own way and like that. And that was Buckingham basically saying. Hey, dude, do what you got to do, Stevie. Fuck everybody. I don't give a shit. And then and that was like one of their top 10 songs. Mm -hmm. And so and then Stevie Nicks, her counter song was Dreams, which is pretty much, hey, I don't want to be under your shadow. I want to be me. I want to be a free bird, that kind of thing. And then that was the only number one hit on the album. Wow. Um, was her song. So that was her. That was that's that's the best way to get back at your musician lover is be the number one song. <laughs> so, <laughs> like if like if you're going to have a, a revenge, I think that's the best way to go. Um, so and Nick's had said that they, you know, they played through the pain. You know, that was what this whole album was about. And uh, to date, this album, he moved more than 45 million copies worldwide, <laughs> making one of the highest selling albums of all time. Uh, you know, f just a lot of cool stuff. There's a lot of uh, the drummer, uh, Mick Fleetwood. Um, he baffled a lot of other drummers. Like they couldn't, they didn't understand, you know, some of his riffs, especially on uh, "Going My Way," whatever, uh, because they were just like, I don't understand how he's doing this. And he was dyslexic, and that was mm. he said he had this pattern in his head that nobody, could, you know, could figure it out because he was dyslexic. And so the way he drummed was kind of in this backwards way. So on that first track, you could kind of, I guess, you know, you can kind of catch it if you know a little bit about that. So I thought that's interesting. Um, and then there's a, cool. a lot of weird stuff. Apparently, uh, Dreams, uh, Stevie Nicks wrote it in uh, Sly Stone's bed or something. And like in 10 <laughs> minutes, you know, one of those things, I guess that was a really good, you know, sex where you're like, hey, I'll just say, instead of having a cigarette, she wrote a number one song. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Lindsey Buckingham. Uh, dear, let's see. There's a lot of fun stuff in here. Uh, let's see. This I'm going to do do some hits of so Lindsey Buckingham when he was playing he played angry during this whole album apparently uh his, he had to restring his guitar every 20 minutes during the recording of never going back again which that kind of stuff just makes me you know I love that it's passion you know the, yeah. whether you like Fleetwood Mac or not this album is just man just full of all dripping with all that passion and just yeah. putting it in there uh so a lot of good shit let's see I have some kind of just some things here uh, a lot of cocaine, like I said. Yep. Uh, apparently, a significant amount of the recording costs went to the drugs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they were just like, let's put cocaine and cognac in the budget, which that's rock and roll, baby. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm sure you know, Guns N' Roses had, you know, heroin and uh, Jack Daniels, you know. So, but I love that. You know, it's like, that's what rock was, man. Everybody's doing drugs, making music. And, uh, you know, Rumors had four songs that released as singles. Uh, Let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Dreams uh, the, uh, was the only number one I have. Uh, and then, you know, it's what's great about this album is when, you know, this is this album's 45 years old. Right. Wow. It's like it's 45 years old. And, you know, it's a pretty good song when it comes back with the youth. And that's how that's how I like to look at, you know, older music, because I feel like some music stays dated. We talk about that a lot. You know, we talk about 80s music and stuff like that. I feel 70s music has a little more longevity than a lot of other music. And it's uh, TikTok was a big viral. Some dude on a skateboard just like looking at himself with a water bottle or something. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's apparently that came to be hit. But I love it that the kids were, you know, picking up a, you know, Fleetwood Mac album. So I think that's pretty cool. Uh, Go Your Own Way uh, was apparently inspired by the Rolling Stones. Uh, the right drum approach was crucial. One day, Lindsay. I guess he was talking to Mick and Mick liked it and apparently got his blessing on that. Uh, John McVeigh said he almost killed Lindsey Buckingham during the recording process through a <laughs> bottle of vodka at his head. And uh, and then all he said was, uh, at, least, at least he didn't spill the cocaine, which I think is great. Um, <laughs> so it's just funny shit like that. Like, it's just full of all this craziness. Uh, the Chain is the love song, mm -hmm. uh, which is apparently the only song on the album that um, everyone received a writing credit. Like they all kind of like collaborated on that album as a group, if you will. Uh, pretty safe to assume the only reason there's one song on Rumors, everybody, uh, more cocaine material here. Mm -hmm. um, Silver Springs was released as the B-side to Go Your Own Way. 
and they ended up being nominated for a Grammy over 20 years later when they recorded it. So wow. I think that's pretty amazing. Uh, Rumors won the Grammy for uh, Record of the Year in 1977. And also, this is pretty, this, and you say what you want about Fleetwood Mac, Rumors was selected for preservation in the Library of Congress's National Recording Registry in 218. It was noted uh, of the tension-filled recording of Rumors. The group had a sense that the songs were so strong, they not only endured, they prevailed. And there's a whole lot of other stuff. I'm sure Jeff knows stuff as well. But I like this album. I think it's like, you know, it's kind of one of those songs. It's not a rocking album. And I could see why people wouldn't. If you're into Iron Maiden, you probably wouldn't be into Fleetwood Mac. Like, I get where you're, you know, where people are with musically with an album like this. Because it's, you know, because some might say it's elevator rock and whatever. Mm -hmm. You hear it in Rite Aid. You know, I get it. But if you really listen to this album, like put it on, flip the side, really listen to it all the way through. It's uh, top to bottom. I feel like every song probably could have been a hit on this. And there's some, uh, you know, some weird stuff on here. But, um, you know, there's uh, You Make Love and Fun. Uh, I Don't Want to Know. Oh, Daddy. Gold Dust Woman, obviously about cocaine. Um, <laughs> so this is a cool album. You know, it's a really I just love the idea of a band. Instead of breaking up, we make uh, a Grammy, you know, winning album and we sell millions of records. And I think there's something really cool about that. You put your passion into it you know so and that's what i always say like you know even yesterday you know i had some weird stuff going on i put it on the stage that's what you do and when a band does that i think that's you know true artist and so that's uh, my take on fleetwood mac rumors and let me tell you there's a lot of information on this album oh, yeah. so it's really hard to grasp it all <laughs> <laughs> uh jeff what do you got <laughs> I, I, I i totally get what you're saying agree as it being like it, it is one of the quintessential albums of all time. Definitely could be up considered one of the albums of the 70s. It was kind of like Frampton Comes Alive in the 70s. It seemed like this album was issued and everybody had it. Um, yeah. I, it's not for me. I'll, I'll tell you right off the bat. It's not, I like <laughs> two songs on this album. I like The Chain and I like that you, you mentioned that it's an angry song, which I like. And I like... Um, Go your own way, and I like the, the that you know, like you said, it's a breakup song, and they had to sing it to each other every night while they were. Um, <laughs> that is I, great. <laughs> but then there's the then there's the 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 side of me that I cannot take Christine McVeigh. I hate her voice. I hate everything about her. Um, I hate I hate um, uh, what was that song? Uh, you make loving fun. Ugh, I hate it. I hate dreams. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hated Silver Springs. I don't like Gold <laughs> Dust Woman. Um, not, I'm not saying that they're, they're not. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill well-written songs that they are. I mean, I think Lindsey Buckingham is one of the most underrated songwriter, guitarists of all time. I, I have a tremendous respect for the guy. I think they're all talented. I just think when you put them together, it doesn't mix for me. Um, Don't Stop is good. Kind of got played out a little bit during the Clinton Don't campaign. Stop but stop um, about it. Yeah, yeah. Hard you know not to hum, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know what? After a while, I can't, I can't take it. Uh, but I mean, the secondhand news I don't like. Um, I think one of the worst nights of my life was right before the pandemic. Someone wanted to do something nice and took me to a, a concert and it was a, a couple of cover bands. And one was um, was an Eagles cover band. The other was a Fleetwood Mac cover band. And I realized what hell's going to be like for me. Okay? <laughs> it's going to be me watching a bunch of moms rocking out to Fleetwood Mac songs. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it, it, it obviously it's you're right. It's a, it's a great album. I guess there's you know, no accounting for taste. You know, if they want to put this in the, the uh, Library of Congress, yeah. go right ahead. But yeah, no, it's the me. same way that like, you know, Anthony, and I, you know, feel about Springsteen. Like it's, you know, obviously great music, but it doesn't it doesn't gel with us, you know, and just like how you are with the bands that you like. So it's oh, by the way, uh, Rolling Stones, I know you hate them, but they're not cream, but they're still a decent, you know, magazine. Uh, number seven, 500 
albums of wow. all time. Wow. Really stolen because because you know, with, with that list and you know, one day we got to go yeah. over the, the guitar playlist because yeah. it is infuriating. And number six was Nirvana, so uh, <laughs> never mind. So mm. you know, it tells you where it was at. But uh, yeah, I you know I get it, and but I think musically, I think they nail it in this particular album. And I can't think of any other, like you know, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not like a Stevie Nicks guy. Her solo stuff that was very '80s for me, and so it's like I, I don't get into mm-hmm. it. But I do think she was a great rock star. You know, she was like of the time that you know '70s kind Absolutely. of. Absolutely. You know, it, it was just good shit. I mean, it wasn't as soulful as like a Janis Joplin or anything like that. But it was, you know, it was of that time. It was like obviously drug fueled. Obviously, everybody was, you know, swingers being swingers and being, you know, it was a time to kind of live and be a butterfly. And that's kind of what she was, you know. And so, but yeah, I think there's, you know, it's good stuff. Uh, Anthony, how you feel about, I know you didn't quite listen to this this time, but I'm sure you have some thoughts. Yeah, on this, I mean, I would have liked to refresh, but, you know, this you can't not be exposed yeah. to this album. It's, it's very radio friendly. Uh, there's songs that I heard before I even knew who Fleetwood Mac was that was here and don't stop. You know, I, I, just as a little kid, uh, I wouldn't say I'm a Fleetwood Mac fan, but you, you know, there's some, there's some classic songs on there. I have no problem with Fleetwood Mac. I just don't, I don't listen to them usually, but, uh, you know, it's radio friendly pop hits. Um, it's funny though, cause I didn't, I knew there was some tension going on, but, the, the stories of the rage and all the drugs, it's like you expect it to be like the Sex Pistols or something like that. And then it ends up being <laughs> it's rumors. I, I, I well, wouldn't expect those stories to go with that album. Yeah, well, it is if you listen to the music, you know, if you listen to like the lyrics and kind of what they're going through. But, but yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. That's what there was. A, there was a TV show that was on HBO and it was, I was very fond of the show. It was a show called vinyl and it was, it was, it was about kind of, you know, the music industry, you know, late seventies and eighties and stuff. And, you know, one thing that I didn't like about it was the extremity of the cocaine use and how it affected people. (laughs) And it was like, I felt like it cartoon, it was very cartoonish and it was like, (laughs) it was over the top. Yeah. There was, Like an oh, <laughs> I thought it ruined the show. It yeah, made it so much. cheesy. And, uh, but there is a great, there's a great episode where Elvis is in a hotel room and he's showing the guy's gun and it's, it's Ray Romano <laughs> and it's so freaking funny. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so some people did Coke and they wasn't like the Sex Pistols. They weren't breaking shit and Guns N' Roses in it. They were just, yeah, you know, yeah. doing Coke and writing songs and fucking people. You know, it was, a, it was a different, you know, I think it's, that's, you know, that's the thing about, that particular time is people were getting high and going to, you know, uh, studio 54, you know what I mean? Like it was a different, not everybody was like going nuts and breaking shit. Yeah. 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 Getting arrested or whatever. I mean, a lot of people were, but I don't know. There was, there's a respectful way to do drugs. Um, There's a classy way way to do cocaine. (laughs) Trust me. I know for 15 years, there's a classy way. (laughs) I always say only do cocaine if the apartment is nice. And don't, don't go to a dingy place and do cocaine. Like that's, that's going to be a bad situation, but uh, doing it in a Mercedes, doing a fancy, you know, hotel bathroom, but don't, you know, anyway, kids don't do drugs, but I'm just you saying, can't if you're do, gonna, you can't do cocaine now. It's different with the fentanyl and everything. Yeah. 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 It kills people. Yeah. This is, drugs were better back then. Back that's, then he did coke and he wrote a number one hit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. <laughs> You're not writing rumors these days. If you do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Adam, how do you feel about uh, this particular album? Oh, first, uh, uh, Fluid Mac almost thanked their coke dealer in the album credits, except mm. that uh, he got executed <laughs> right before the album that. came out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Was that true? Oh, yeah. They almost thanked him? <laughs> that's so funny, man. Um, I mean, yeah, it's interesting that like, you know, because heroin always gets the credit for kind mm -hmm. of like creating this certain sound in music. And a lot of times you don't think of cocaine and like, you know, something like doesn't get its due. Yeah, it does. I think cocaine. It does. I, I think a lot of people have done some good work on coke. You know? I think you're right. Eric yeah. Clapton. Like, there's been some good. Yes, yeah, some good coke music out there. Well, we'll do that. We'll do top ten coke uh, fueled music. Oh, okay. All right. I like this. But uh, 
but are you do you listen to this this album at all adam do you like fleetwood mac or i've actually seen them a few times uh, oh, nice. during their okay. uh, reunion tours and it is very uncomfortable to see um you know lindsey buckingham and stevie nicks playing some of these songs having to <laughs> kind of fake it through it but um it's uh you know it, it's it's a tremendous album um in the chat tasty snack says that uh rumors is mom on her period rock <laughs> wow. all right but um okay, moms don't get their periods anymore but i get what you're saying right <laughs> no. um but i would i would say i think my favorite song on this album though is silver springs even though um it got cut uh, even though it got cut from the album and it's really i think i think that's a more vicious rebuttal by stevie nicks to uh yeah. lindsey buckingham's uh go your own way it's just yeah, such yeah, a yeah. venomous kind of breakup song yeah, and you know, but I'm sure they're fine now. I mean, I know you, you see you, when you see them. I'm sure. I mean, they've made a gazillion dollars. It's right. like well, they've got, they've all probably been remarried ten times. You know, yeah. what I mean? like for as much, yeah. yeah, for as much as she hated him, she wanted him in the band. And you know, sometimes you have that that bond. Like no matter what you do, how much of a dick, get out, get out of my life, and then I need you back. I need you back. And that was always the relationship between Stevie Nicks and. Um, Lindsey Buckingham. Even now, when he's out of the band, she's the one who's yeah. still advocating to have him back in. What was his solo stuff, uh, Buckingham? Oh, it's good. You know, he, uh, you know, a lot of people may know him from um, Vacation, the, uh, the Vacation song "Holiday yeah. Road." But I remember he had a uh, big love. Um, he had a uh, he had a bunch of. Uh, you have a really band, cool or was he just solo? Like, no, he was, he was solo. Okay. Mm. Yeah, because I'm not no, as no. familiar with him by you know solo work. But, yeah, uh, me either. Very cool. Um, yeah, so get you some mom period rock, and uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> somebody. What they, there was another chat thing. For... What was that, uh, Adam? Can you read the last chat? Uh, see, Cocaine Day is May eighth, so we know the theme that week. Kids, <laughs> 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 I didn't know there was a Cocaine Day. There is, yeah. See, I always knew I do coke because I was into pixie sticks when I was a child, and uh, <laughs> it was like powder and a straw. You know what I mean? Like it's gonna come back. It's gonna come back. <laughs> hey, sometimes we do jokes uh, that we did yesterday. Okay, on the show. Uh, Adam, did you have a, a short list for us? We have a few minutes. We're gonna. Um, did you? Well, I was looking you? at the. Uh, I was looking at the ten things you didn't know about rumors, but it's basically a novel. So okay, uh, let me see if I I can you find had one. something like a anxiety uh, nuclear. Oh list yeah, the or nuclear uh, anxiety list. But I think it was thirty something songs. I can pull Just, it up real fast. We'll do the top ten. Let's do the top ten right. uh, nuclear anxiety. War, are they war songs? I guess is that, or just like when the atom bomb was coming out and all that stuff. Everybody's freaking out. Writing music. Yeah, it was. Uh, you could probably guess some of them. Oh, yeah, there's a few Oh, wait, I had a Depeche Mode one here. Um, Two-Minute Warning by Depeche Mode. Okay. Let me see. Uh, Alphaville Forever Young. Yeah. Mm. Great song. That's, that's about what? I thought that was just about aging. Yeah. See, that's, about, um, that's about what? Anxiety? About nuclear nuclear war. It's about cold, the Cold War. Oh, really? Oh, I had yeah, no idea. I, I just thought it was like, damn it, I'm not 25 anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't there a lyric in there about, yeah. about the bomb it going says, off? Yeah, hoping for the best, but expecting the worst. Are you going to drop the bomb or not? Right. Okay. Oh. All right, I got to go back to that song. All right. Yeah. What about uh, the, psychedelic, yeah, the psychedelic fur is heaven? Mm, that's mm, a good great band. song. Yeah. You ever heard of them, Anthony? Like, listen to them? Uh, You know, I've heard some, some stuff. I'm not... I'm. It's yeah. like a band where I hear their name more than I've yeah, heard we'll, any we'll of We'll cover one of the albums. I think you would yeah. like them. They're groovy, kind of underrated. If you yeah. like <laughs> yeah. If you like Iggy Pop, I think you'd like. Uh, it's yeah. okay. It's a little poppier, kind of radio, but it's not. It's still yeah. kind of underground. It's good stuff, though. Yeah, it's kind of like Love and Rockets. Yeah. So it's good. Right, you got, so uh, yeah. Uh, Murray Head, One Night in Bangkok from Chess. How is that a an a, a bomb song? Well, it was, song I mean, it's about the Cold War. It's um, it's taken from the soundtrack. Yeah, well, from the the, the musical chess. What's yeah. the official title of this list? Uh, Thirty-eight essential eighty songs about nuclear anxiety. Okay, so all <laughs> mostly cold, all cold, cold, uh, cold. I thought it was yeah. all time. I was like, and that chess oh, no, soundtrack was written by the guys from ABBA. 
Oh, right. yeah, that's right. That's right. Jeff, you know, one thing you don't know about Jeff, he loves Iron Maiden, but he also loves a good Broadway show. Very multi-layered. Very multi-layered, that Jeff. Recall. Great dancer. A phenomenal dancer. Phenomenal Get it right. Dancer. Get it right. <laughs> um, so we got uh, Tears for Fears. Everybody wants to rule the world. Mm. Okay. That makes, that makes sense. sense. Yeah. Oh, here's, I mean, this is a, this is a fantastic one. Genesis land of confusion. Great one. Uh, yeah. You ever seen the video? Yeah. Oh yeah. Land we had the Reagan puppet and, um, Gorbachev. Yeah. What's it? How's that song? Go? What's the chorus on that? Land of confusion. Fight. How's it go? What's nobody knows the chorus. Dun, 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 dun. They, there's a, there's a there's great. A, didn't the disturb do a, yes. a remake of yeah, it? And it's, yes. it's, yeah. It's also really too good. many people making too many. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. None of us know the chorus, but it's a I good like song. Invisible Touch. <laughs> That's a genesis that I like. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Because <laughs> we're pedophile audiophiles. <laughs> we're not pedophiles. It's a joke. I keep hammering it out because that's how we do in comedy. All right. What else you got? We got the Smiths with uh, Ask. I feel oh. like every song is about anxiety or <laughs> some chick in a coma. All right, cool. I thought panic would be... Hey, would be oh. Panic, that's, my, that's probably the only Smith Give yourself a down. <laughs> 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 <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> is that it? Uh, we could, uh, let's see. We could do a couple more. Public Image Limited, Home. Oh, nice. You're missing the most obvious one. Which Maybe is, that's number one. Which one? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of jumping Image around Limited the list. Uh, is great band. Very cool band. Um, yeah, Johnny Rotten spit on me in the front row. I keep telling that story. Wow. But it's like, yeah. And that was before COVID. So, you know, it was just more, <laughs> of, a, more of a badge of honor. We were just like, I'm yeah. not washing my face for a year. <laughs> I'm punk rock. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Johnny spit in my mouth. <laughs> That's now like getting you, blood on you. Now you just go to the hospital. Yeah. getting blood on you at a Gigi Allen concert. Uh, or poop would be more yeah, appropriate, poop. I think. <laughs> <laughs> you to come out here and go to the museum. He's got a museum. Oh, they have one? Yeah. Uh, His own museum. Yeah. Nice. I think his balls are in it or something. Some, <laughs> seriously, like part of his body's in it. Like so just balls in a jar or something. That's punk rock when you got your yeah. balls in a pickle jar at your museum. I guess <laughs> <laughs> right, one more, and then we're all right, it's this. a good one. Uh, the Fix, Red Skies. Oh, Thanks. Red Skies at night. Red yeah. Skies at night. Uh -huh. <laughs> I didn't know many of these. I don't know if I knew any of these. Songs. Oh, it's a great. Song. I used to see them like in bars. Really. Yeah, oh yeah. I remember one night me and my wife go out. There's maybe 20 people in the place and the fix is on stage. Oh, wow. I feel like you've seen so many bands, Jeff, that were like bringer shows. You know what I mean? Like they were just like starting out. Like, like I just saw that guy bark and now he's on stage playing Red Skies. But I can't believe that you're missing the biggest song of the 80s that had to do with the animal. Close it out, Jeff. What is it? Let's hear it. 99 Luft Balloons. Oh, that's on here. Oh, right. That's on here. It's got to be number one. It's the ultimate song about it. What was number one? Uh, I don't think it's in any order. It's just oh, uh, okay. that is kind of throughout. But it, but ninety nine love balloons is on here. Yeah, I love that song. That that's one of the great. Uh, what do you call it in music, Anthony? When it's like uh, breaks or like when it just starts slow and then goes fast. I don't know if you call that anything. Uh, um... I don't know. It's a, <laughs> the one with the guitar. Help me out. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> I was trying to learn how to. <laughs> I don't know. What was that? I'm trying did to play ever, the riff. Anthony, did you ever hear Goldfinger's version of it? Yeah. The Goldfinger That's version phenomenal. is awesome. I one of the best that. remakes ever made. Yeah. Best? Yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. It's, it's, it's in my top great. 10. Ever, ever made? Okay. In my top 10. It's in, my, it's in my top 10 of remakes. Yeah, that's a great, great take on it. They changed the arrangement a little bit fast. It's punky. It's so good. Yeah. And nice. he does mostly English, and then one verse he does in German, which That's I right. don't know if it's real, like, I don't know if it's gibberish, but it sounds German to me. No, yeah. they, they do probably because... like, I want a sausage, or <laughs> white power, you know what I mean? It's probably yeah. something weird. <laughs> <laughs> but it's pretty, it's pretty cool. I, lo I love that version. Who's somebody said they have one more? Who's oh, yeah, I got, one, I got one more. Okay. Uh, all right, so yes. after the fire, there, uh Wow, I can't even pronounce this. Dark Commissar. Yeah, and and because yeah. it's both about the Cold War and it's about cocaine. 
Uh, and, and talk about a callback. Talk about a callback. I mean, if, if the world's going to end, I think that's the last drug I want. It's okay. You know what I mean? You're just way too alert. Like if, you, you know, <laughs> no if you're if you're worried about war, I think you know there's other kind of downer drugs that are going to get you through. All right, everybody, this was a great show. Thank you so much uh, for listening to Dustin's Vinyl and my good buddies here. And uh, we hope that you you keep listening and buying records at the record store. Get off your your Spotify's and get into a store and support vinyl. And uh, we're going to be doing some changes since uh, I got hacked. I'm going to be doing more emphasis on the Dustin's vinyl uh, <laughs> Facebook page, I you got Instagram. Yeah. Oh, I know it's, it's a horrible and I can't get a hold of Facebook like, or Instagram. It's, it's like, yeah, it's they, here's the deal is like, it's one of the multi-million dollar companies, billion dollar companies of all time, Facebook, Instagram, and there's no 1-800 number. You know what I mean? Like, like every other store, every other business has a customer service number, but Instagram just, you know what I mean? Like, like even a drug dealer has a phone number. Like, it's like, it's <laughs> the only, like, there should be some, there should be some type of customer service. hundred percent agree. Something. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, old people are getting fuck? on Facebook. They didn't, yeah. Hey, Hey, this guy will be all right, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on Dustin's Play us out, Anthony. Give us some. Yeah. <laughs> this is me messing up my equipment. <laughs> <laughs>